Hi, my name is Shane Williams, and welcome to my podcast, Remember the Past. In my podcast, I'll be focusing on interviewing many different types of people that I went to middle school with. People always say to look forward to the future, but me, I'd like to take a little bit of your time to remember the past. One. Welcome back to episode two of Remember the Past. We're two weeks into this. I've learned a lot so far, even just through interviewing one person and talking to people about this podcast. And today we're going to build on that. Today we have Ellie Devalcourt here. Ellie, how are you? Very good. Good. Now, a little bit about Ellie. Uh, she went to Bradswood High School. She attends Texas A&M, where she wants to major in biomedical science. Uh, an accomplishment she's really proud of is she led her high school rocketry team to successfully research, design, and manufacture an 800-pound, 25-foot-long rocket. Jesus. That successfully flew at the U.S. Army White Sands Missile Range, which is in New Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. Off the top of my head. And one thing about her, no one would ever guess, is if she could afford financially and socially to dress and look God, she totally would. Now, I read that, and wow, that was so interesting to me because <clears throat> it's interesting how people evolve so much, not only through, there's, there's so many ways to evolve through personality, and one of those ways is definitely fashion. And I remember when I was, when I was, especially in OPP, you know, we had to wear the same thing every day. But even outside of school, I never really cared about fashion. But in high school, I really started getting um, involved in my own fashion and how I wanted to dress and present myself. So I always find it interesting how people pick out different things uh, about fashion and how it can tie back to uh, personality and how a person evolves. So... Uh, let's get right in to question one. So, Elliot, what is the most influential memory you have during high school? So, not best, but most influential. So, like, for example, uh, let's say you inspired a kid one day, or, I don't know, it could be something spiritual. I, I don't know, you can take it in any direction you'd like, but what is the most influential memory you have during high school? I want to say that my most influential memory from high school happened my sophomore year. Um, my, who, he was my rocketry teacher, but at the time he was my pre-AP chemistry teacher, Mr. Hobbs. Mm -hmm. He had taken interest in me and my uh, sudden interest for chemistry. Mm -hmm. And he, he noticed that and he not only uh, like kindled it, but he, he made sure that I would get into programs that would support that and kind of get me more into not just chemistry, but STEM. He, uh, I went in one day to work on a worksheet and he goes, Devalcourt, have you ever considered, you know, the, the rocketry program mm -hmm. at the high school? And uh, I, I didn't even know we had one. <laughs> and uh, I said, no. And he kind of, I wouldn't say forced, but he was very uh, adamant that I would, uh, should, that I should try to get into it. And, and I did. 
And from then on, I've just been fascinated with STEM. Like I was already into STEM, but mm-hmm. not only I, I was able to then apply it in high school and kind of figure out where I wanted to go with my life. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how teachers, they don't really get a lot of credit, but they really do. They really do help you along the way and they help you kind of form your own interest and develop your personality. A lot of your personality is obviously developed by yourself, but it's these, these authority figures that really, you know, they can step, they step in and, you know, influence decisions and all that crazy stuff too. So that's a, it's a really interesting dynamic. So mm-hmm. uh, question two is who's been the person from our middle school class who you've been the closest with even after middle school and why? Hmm. Oh yeah. You got to pick one. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the fun part. You pick one. I want to say Sophie Mahar. Okay. Yeah. It's not only, you know, with the, we live really close to each other Mm -hmm. being out in Brazoria and all, but I don't know. It's like after I kind of had this thing where we, we both, didn't really hang out, didn't really talk uh, in the, high, the beginning of high school. But then once I kind of grounded myself and figured out, you know, my personality, I needed, I didn't need to go um, change myself. That, that was a big thing. It's just like trying to figure out who I was. And then uh, once I kind of realized, hey, you know, some of the closest people have always been there and I didn't really realize it. That's when I kind of realized that, um, Sophie was always there and uh, especially this past summer we kind of rekindled friendship that we've had sweet so would you say that just by the fact that you live close or the fact that your personalities are uh, so complimentary or uh, what would you attribute the most success to uh, with rekindling that friendship with Sophie? Definitely the, the personalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, back when we were, you know, kindergarten and all that stuff, I still have this super distinct memory of her. And, like, we always kind of butted heads. Really? And just because we're, uh, both of our personalities are always like, have always been like that. Mm-hmm. But we'd always been, you know, friends in the end. And um, uh, just, like, being able to just be my true self around her is something that I can always look forward oh. to. Oh, so that's what you really, <clears throat> excuse me. That's what you really want. It's so, I honestly, what sucks about, and what reminds me about you and Sophie's friendship is Sophie went to Sweeney. So a, di- yeah. a different high school. Well, I went to a different high school than the friends I kept after middle school, you know, uh, Matthew and Javier and Steven, you know, Shane Stevenson, the likes. So all of those guys went to different schools. And Bobby, you know, we all lived in Lake Jackson, but I was up in Houston five days a week, uh, you know, eight hours a day. So not really seeing those guys, it was very common, but we bonded through uh, you know, we, we still played video games and we hung out on the weekends and, and stuff like that. And uh, I, I still hold those people 
very near and dear to my heart to this day. But it's interesting how from middle school, going to seeing these people every day to going through high school and not seeing them and having my personality change so much because really from middle school to college, your personality changes so much. And, and even, you know, I, I'll sit here in my room and I'll think about these people that I'm having to interview. And it's like, wow, these people are, I, it's hard to think as to the question sometimes because it's like, these people are, I can, I know they're going to be so different than how they were in middle school. Um, but anyways, it, it's the same dynamic that you and Sophie have that I can see in my own relationships with the people that I still hang out with from our class on a regular basis. So question three, uh, with a biomedical science degree, where do you see yourself in five years? some form of you know doctorate program medical school uh, I'm still trying to decide right now if I want to go dental Ooh. or um, again I, I'm, I'm still not sure right now the plan is dental but you know that kind of changes yeah. every other month or oh yes yeah. oh, yeah. fickle yep but um, right now that's the plan uh, just again any form of medical school or mm-hmm. dental school at this point let's well, when you when you say that that Choosing a career in college is so fickle. It's, it's, I can't believe that when I ask people, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And they tell me a, a whole plan. And I'm like, man, I'm 19 and I've got no idea. I mean, I've got, I've got a major, but is that really a concrete idea? Not really, because anything can happen, right? So mm-hmm. talking about dental school and talking about medical school, I mean, the, they both require a lot of time and they require a lot of uh, pre-planning before. You can't just jump in and be like, oh, I want to go to medical school. Like, <laughs> it doesn't really work like that in 2020, you know? So it really it really does take a lot of planning. It takes a lot of hard work too, both of them, dental school uh, and, and a separate, you know, uh, medical field and a different medical school. So do you have any idea of where you want to go to medical school? medical school if you had to spitball an answer? Right now, I'm kind of following in the footsteps of my godfather who mm-hmm. went to, he also went, he got his undergraduate at A&M, and then he went and got his graduate, uh, his, his dental degree at UT. Sweet. So that, that's something, I, I don't know if, you know, mixing A&M, UT. Yeah, I was, was going to comment <laughs> on that, but... <laughs> I think but like, I mean, he, he managed to make it work, so. Oh, yeah. If you, if, yeah, if you make it work. I, I think after your undergraduate, wherever you do your graduate work, it, it doesn't matter, honestly. Uh, I mean, if people want to fault you for doing your graduate work at an amazing institution like UT, I mean, that's yeah. on them. But uh, I honestly, when I hear that, I mean, I'm like, wow, you, you can't go wrong. Uh, so talking about how these petty rivalries get in the way sometimes. I'm not a big college sports fan as it is. I I like the pros more, but a lot of people are so passionate about college sports and they're like, oh, A&M, UT, you can't mesh. And uh, everyone at Tech this week is talking about the Texas game. 
And I'm like, well, <laughs> we're going to get smashed. That's about it. And like, are you going to watch? And I'm like, no, you think I'm going to waste two hours on my Saturday watching us getting blown out? You're extremely wrong. <laughs> so it's the fact that, especially in Texas, uh, not, not a lot of other states have uh, the kind of rivalry and just pure passion. And sometimes it could even be stated as savagery as it is for college sports as the state of Texas does. But I guess in the South, college football really does rain. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it's pretty fair. So, yeah. yeah. So question four is what teacher made the most impact on you during school? You mentioned Mr. Hobbs earlier or doctor, I'm not quite sure. Um, Mr. Hobbs. So you mentioned him. And obviously this teacher does not have to be from Our Lady Queen of Peace, but it's just to, you know, talk about, you know, who's influenced you. So uh, would it be Mr. Hobbs? If not, who and where from? Oh, yeah. Hands down, Mr. Hobbs. Okay. (laughs) He was... I like I had him three years through high school Jeez. and when I you know, it's like I had him for the pre-AB chemistry mm-hmm. then I had taught rockets for two years so I had him junior year then senior year and it's not only did I learn through the rocketry program and his teaching just like STEM and, and business but I just learned a lot of um, like maturity and just real life grown-up stuff from from this from this amazing teacher mm-hmm. he uh my one of my favorite things is like we're, we're all close to his wife especially in the, the the last year the senior year program awesome. because the whole community gets involved and mm-hmm. especially his wife and she says he has to you know he has to keep you know that professional relationship with us but so he sees y'all as like all of his children and he just wants to give you guys a big hug sometimes Aww. And it's build, building that relationship with someone who cares so much about your education and your, your well-being, your future mm-hmm. is so just like. It's priceless. I mean, it's it, really it, priceless. It, is. it really is. And it's just so powerful. And it, it really inspires you to want to do something like that in return for, for kids in the future. Mm-hmm. So many of. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Oh, I was, I was just about to say a lot of my mm-hmm. friends who also had him for the, the three years or two years with Rockets all agree that like, yeah, we want to, you know, if the, you know, we reach an end in our careers or like our engineering or whatever medical mm-hmm. and we want to go into teaching, like we, we would love to do that and Sweet. we would love to carry on the thing that, that Mr. Hobbs kindled in us. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting how in high school, so many people... Ellie, just walk in and just do the bare minimum. They, they don't really try to make connections with their teachers and they just don't really care about the, the academics or social part of it. Uh, especially these days where, frankly, not really caring about academics is sadly almost at an all-time high. I don't know if that's very controversial to say that, but I'm going to put it out there. Um, not a lot of people value connections uh, as much today, which is kind of sad because this is the age of social media. 
But anyways, talking about how a lot of people just walk in and they're just, they don't really care about their teachers and they're just, okay, I'll do the homework. I'll, I'll take the test. I'll pass the class. I'll graduate. And I'll go to college. Honestly, that's the worst way to look at it ever. And it's like, like it, it seems like just listening to how you're talking about this, that you took it from the opposite direction, which is, oh, it's the way better direction. It sounds like you're, you're, you're taking pride in not only getting your work done, but forming connections, forming bonds, learning new things about different people that really can set you up for, quite honestly, a pretty wholesome life. That's pretty uh, bland to say the phrase wholesome life, but there's not a better way to put it, I feel. I mean, you're, it, it feels like you really value what Mr. Hobbs taught you beyond uh, what he talked to you about in the classroom. It, it, it almost seems like you guys have had uh, an almost personal connection, which a lot of teachers shy away from these days, but a lot of people, uh, you know, that personal connection is important to a lot of people. Um, and I feel like it definitely is to you. It, it definitely is to me as well. And uh, But the sad thing is it's, it's not important to a lot of people, which is... You know, it's sad, but it's just kind of how it goes these days. I mean, I remember in high school, I had teachers and, and especially coaches with swimming is, is Ellie, we had the privilege before middle school to know each other. Uh, you were one of the few people I knew before transferring to OQP in the fifth grade. And I'm sure you have tons of, of stories, uh, not only about Mr. Hobbs, but about what swimming has taught you and about what being a, uh, a pupil has taught him, but also what being a coach has taught you, because I know you and I have served in both roles. So I'm sure you have tons of stories on that too, and how that, you know, affects your personality and which it should, because it's definitely affected mine. So uh, it's, it's interesting how all of that kind of works in to being kind of a whole person. You know, you make these personal connections, mm -hmm. uh, which really, I mean, it's good in business, but also it's it's good just to kind of put yourself out there, uh, trust in that other people have your best interests in mind, get to know these people and have fruitful relationships with your peers, uh, people who, teach you things, coaches, you know. So uh, that's that's a really good answer. So fifth and final question. This is the only question that you can actually prepare for before coming in. And it is, what is your wildest dream? When I say wildest dream, I want you to get out there. I want you to say something so crazy to where when you're 40, you can look back on this and be like, wow, at 20 years old, I was a dreamer like I, if it's not really out there don't mind but if you could say something totally out there totally free and independent you know it's all up to you so ellie what is your wildest dream i, I kind of have to 
file through them like uh, over time you know the dreams have evolved or changed mm-hmm. or disappeared so i'm trying to think of um what my wildest dream has been i want to say probably joining the military not that it's wild or anything mm-hmm. but for looking back now it's kind of what like you talked about earlier where you talk to people and they have their whole life planned out that that was me senior year where i talked about where she's like i'm gonna join the air force academy or the, the corps of cadets here at a and mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna graduate i'm gonna go into the military i'm gonna get the military to pay for my med school i'm gonna i'm gonna travel the world i'm gonna do all these crazy things and it felt so right and then for i i had my experience with the corps cadets here at a and and I realized, like, wow, this is something I don't really want. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, looking back, you know, at, you know, from forty, and going, man, I was, I was a dreamer. I'm looking back now at me last semester, mm-hmm. like last year, going, wow, I was a crazy freshman. Yeah. And just, just like looking back at that and going, um, that that was a dream. I'm glad that I got to try out. I know I would have definitely regretted it if I never, you know, tried to take a step towards it. Um, but that I want to say has been like my craziest dream from recent that is, uh, most like influential right now. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I asked that question and the reason I'm going to ask it to everyone, uh, this podcast has to do with us when we were 12, 13 kids. So it's like, if, if you could dream back then. And we're all adults now. That question for me is near and dear to my heart because it makes you think like a kid. Just for a second. Just for a second. It makes you think like a kid. It, it, and it, it makes, you, makes your mind kind of be like, anything is possible. Which, anything is possible. But as, the, as reality starts to hit you, when you become a college freshman and sophomore, 19, 20 years old, 18, you begin to realize that, yes, anything is possible, but reality will deck you in the face. And it's, <laughs> One yeah. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, reality will, it will just deck you in the face. So I, I love that. I love asking that question because it really does make you smile and think back like a, like a kid for a couple of seconds. And being in the military is, it's, people make it out. Uh, there, there's a lot of stigma that comes with being in the military. I had a, my, one of my cousins was a mechanic and he served two tours in Afghanistan. Uh, one, he just got back last year actually. Um, and he's in school right now. And Guess what? It's free <laughs> because he, yeah. he, uh, he, you know, he did a couple of tours in Afghanistan and he got back and he's like, okay, I'm going to go to school now. And uh, he's now doing an internship on Wall Street with a Fortune 500 company. The point is, just, I, I detest when people talk about the military in a berating tone because it happens a lot where yeah. uh, p- people, uh, and I'm sure you've experienced this, where people are like, oh, the military, like, oh, like, and I, I know you've probably gotten people who have doubted that, Ellie. I know you have. 
if you've thought about it, you've told me about it, you probably have gotten some people who are like, oh, the military. Uh, I detest that that's a stigma in uh, our society today. I detest it. Uh, I, I think it's a great avenue. And it really, it really opens up a lot of opportunities and it opens up a lot of connections in the world, which people do not understand. And quite honestly, it infuriates me. So that is, I'm just spilling the tea right there. Um, <laughs> that, and I, I've never thought about going into the military. Never. I knew it wasn't my calling uh, from a young age, but obviously I have family who are in the military. So if people ever were to talk bad about the military around me, I would, you know, I would be extremely angry uh, because of, you know, the avenues, it really opens. So that is, uh, that's a good dream. I like that dream. So uh, just chase it. That's my advice. But that's going to be everyone's advice. So honestly, Ellie, that's about all I've gotten, uh, got for us today. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, it was you for it, you know giving me the opportunity to interview. Oh, it was it was wonderful catching up, and I hope you have a great rest of your year. Uh, stay safe, please. I'm trying yeah. to tell everyone that. <laughs> stay safe, um, and just. Uh... Thank you for listening to episode two of the Remember the Past podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode as we interview Mr. Javier Rojas Fernandez. Thank you for listening. Ellie, thank you for being interviewed. You're great. As always, stay safe.